the New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT. Welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. This is episode 259. I'm Paul Spain. And I'm Vaughan Baker. And I'm Paul Brislin. Welcome along, gentlemen. Good to have you here. Good to be here. Thank you very much. Now, Vaughan, let's start with you since it's your, uh, your first time. My first time. Yes, <laughs> on, on the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Well, just yeah, clarity. Thank, thank you for clarifying, Paul. Uh, look, yes, I'm Vaughan Baker. I'm the uh, Managing Director of My Republic New Zealand. Uh, we're a fibre-focused ISP that uh, launched in market about 12 months ago. Cool. Well, we'll get, try and get an update, a bit more info mm. from you during the show. And Paul, for those who maybe haven't heard you for, on the show for a while or yeah, uh, don't know who while, you are, you can it? maybe fill in what you're up to now. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I do PR and communications for a number of different um, uh, technology companies and organisations. Uh, I write the tech blog for the Institute of IT Professionals and I look after a raft of um, uh, innovation and startup technology companies, for want of a better term. Cool. Yeah. They well, are. They're very cool. They are. Well, great to have you back on the show. Let's uh, let's jump in now. To start with, Paul, you reminded me that it's been thirty years since uh, since Windows. <laughs> I guess I yeah probably I was, I was. What was your first computer? Um, we had t- the the two first computers in our house. The first one was a Casio PB one hundred. Oh, I remember the Casios. It had one line yep. that was alphanumeric. Yep. It had the basic programming language in it and it had I think it had either five twelve or one kilobyte worth of storage. Listen. And you could write apps on that in basic Legendary. to ask you a few questions yeah, or yeah. something very simple. And Ten, so that, that Hello World. Something yeah. like that. Yep. So uh, so that was my dad's yep. um, so I'd play with that. And then the Sega or Sega S C three thousand. That sounds like a thing of beauty. And was, then was a, that was that the flash one? Then a Sinclair. Yeah. Um, well, that's for where the, I for the started. Games. So I started with a Sinclair ZX81, 1K of built-in memory, uh, a 16K RAM pack that when it got warm at the back uh, would just fall out, and um, no hard drive at all. You had to record everything onto a tape recorder, and it would sound like a modem, and it would never really ever quite work. And <laughs> it was. Horrible. I remember those days. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, from that market, from that environment. Uh, the Windows PC emerged, and uh, it wasn't in, that many years later. Was it, it wasn't. No, it was 1985, and um, that's when the first Windows operating system uh, launched itself onto the market. And for me, although uh, a lot has been written about, um, oh, they stole the interface, and Apple did it better, and um, Xerox, of course, invented the whole thing. It kind of misses the point. What Microsoft did. Uh, was introduced an environment that allowed everybody to innovate and build on top of the platform. So you could get app developers who would come along and say, well, you know, I think you need a word processor, and there was a word processor wars. And then we got browser wars, and we had uh, a raft of different things along the way. You had competition, and also at the hardware level. Uh, initially, in the early days, Windows computers were called clones because they were all clones of the IBM. And you had these funny companies with strange names like Toshiba, and, and Dell. Dell came along. That's right. And Compaq. And they, they made clones of IBM computers, but they were all running Windows. And it was that freedom that really opened up the whole market. If Apple had got its way, you'd buy buying uh, one operating system on one type of computer, and it would be an Apple Mac. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a completely different approach to the whole thing. So um, love them or hate them, you know, they've, they've been around for 30 years. The market share isn't at all what it used to be. We've all gone mobile and Windows has suffered a wee bit in the transition over the years. But, you know, their role in the market has been undeniable for so very long. And I think, um, uh, we, you know, as I say, love them or hate them, we've actually got a lot of um, thanks to give to people like Bill Gates who, who really kick-started this whole PC revolution. Yeah, it's been kind kind of handy. Vaughan, it's a career. Are you uh, you're a Windows user, aren't you? I am a Windows user, yeah. and uh, I'm looking forward to having a look at the new the HP Spectre two. X2 that we'll chat X2. about. Yeah, a little bit later. Cool. All right. Well, um, yep. Good on good on Microsoft. Thirty years. Thanks, uh, Bill. Yep. Yep. And um, I see Bill's using his money at the moment. The um, the Gates Foundation has given something ridiculous like one and a half billion dollars towards vaccinating kids in the third world, which is a, an astonishing amount of money for a private individual mm. to give, and B, such a really good project to give it to. So, oh, um, no, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I agree. He and, yeah. he and Wifey really get into it, don't they? they? It's they're sort phenomenal. of giving, giving back. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Because he's clearly got enough money to live off forever more. So, uh, I don't need to accrue more zeros in the bank balance. Let's, make, let's put it to some use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Pat on the back for that one. Uh, now, Tesla, in the, in the news again, this is quite curious so a few weeks ago we talked about tesla being able to do a software update just like what you get on your phone update sort of pushes out uh, pushing out an update to their vehicles and so if you got tesla car uh, suddenly you had this semi-autonomous driving mode which is very very cool very cool now i was curious in terms of how many markets they would actually be able to roll this out in because yes we know in the in the u.s Certain you know states you're you're allowed to basically fully autonomous vehicles, mm. so yeah, I wasn't quite sure which markets would get it. And the news this week is well, it rolled out you know pretty much everywhere. Hong Kong was one of those markets that got it, but then the government sort of stirred up a little bit of trouble and <laughs> have said, hey, we we're not sure we're quite ready for this here, and so uh, Tesla have gone and disabled that feature in your vehicle pulled the feature yeah, yeah. yeah they say it's only temporary while they sort out permissions and um and all that sort of thing but it is intriguing isn't it that you can have a, an app that just suddenly disappears from your device uh, in this case it's a car with a yeah, feature it's a, but it might just it's well a, be it's a, a book or big a device or, or yeah. yeah well i guess yeah. you know with your phone if it, an, an app gets pulled it's not such a big deal but yeah you imagine they start sort of playing around with it and Breaks. uh you know next <laughs> next thing we know the government has said to tesla well you must lock all cars down and they they may not drive faster than this in this zone and you know you can yep. never take your super fast tesla above 100 k's an hour if you sort of take it a little bit further it's it's a little bit worrying it is yeah. you could get quite draconian with it couldn't you really yeah, it, yeah look that would be a crime having had a tesla for the weekend it was probably the best weekend of my recent life these things are fantastic of course the way around it is to just give a tesla s to you know a bureaucrat and sort of officialdom and i'm sure it'll all get sorted yes they, <laughs> won't, they won't sort of lock, lock down the speed no yeah, there'll be no fear of that yeah. yeah but um but yes yes you're right but obviously they've done it from a safety perspective uh, safety, kinda... come on! Yeah, yeah I, I think the robots <laughs> driving are probably I mean, going to be a lot safer than most Aucklanders driving. Yes, but um, Paul, yeah. you, you and I have both driven. We have a Tesla, have, and, and um, we know what they could and, do. And we would not be using that mode. No, that would be a no, mistake. I'd be using the white knuckle mode, where <laughs> where you just have as much fun as possible. They are quite remarkable, aren't they? It really is yeah. the future of driving. Who, um, who, who would have yeah. thought? 
you know, reasonable sort of car loving petrol heads would be going on the way we are yeah. oh, yeah, about exactly. about an electric an vehicle. Electric car. I mean, they're not a Prius, right? No, no, that's that's right. Well, with ludicrous mode, I mean, there's just nothing else on the market like it, right? No, in terms no. of the acceleration and so on. If you and even, even without that, even you without just, it, you it's just, not to 103 seconds. You know, it is instant talk. Uh, so you've got that in your head. I don't know about other petrol heads, but I've got that fantasy garage in my head of the mm. 10 cars you've got to own. Yeah. And if money was no object, I'd have the two-door coupe and the four-door and the limousine-style thing and the four-wheel drive. No, forget all of that. Yeah. Every car now I look at, I go, well, that's nice, but I'd rather have a Tesla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, Every the, single time. Oh, the one I borrowed was um, Stephen D. West. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, so I need to. So I need to, we, we need to give a shout-out to them because they are doing them for, very well. For bringing bring one in and yeah. the work they're doing around the charging stations. That's and, right. Um, yeah. But this one's got, um, it's a, it's actually a seven-seater. Mm. It's got jump seats in the in back. The yeah, yeah. For, they're, for, they're, for the kids, they're little the guys, aren't they? Yeah, but yeah. you fold they, them out. They are, but the five-point yeah. harness. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, you were keeping it in check when I had the seven-year-old and the two-year-old <laughs> locked in. Yeah, uh, you're not throwing it around the corners quite so much because I didn't want to have to shampoo the. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, upholstery but, but the drive is phenomenal the the interior it's um it's luxury car interior yeah. isn't it? it's as good as any oh, bmw yeah, yeah. or merc that i've been yeah. in uh but it's when you put your foot down and yeah. off they go it's yeah. that scalded cat moment yeah. they are quite oh, remarkable. Yeah. and well, i feel really yeah. bad now for when i had booked in a tesla test drive quite some time ago and uh didn't quite work in with the family schedule on that day no and uh you, you are, you are, oh, no, no. You are an idiot. Yeah, yeah. You'll regret it. You will regret it. They are, it's phenomenal. And I, I just love, I like the idea that uh, this car is a step up from everything else because that's how you move people into a new technology, isn't exactly. it? You exactly. You don't force gotta, them in with a stick. You say, here's something better. You've got to wow them and excite them. You do. You but do. Um, but don't worry, that. Paul. Um, Paul and I have photos on our phone. That yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll show you shortly. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. That's enough. We've, uh, on to the next topic. Sorry, we don't have enough time to talk more about that. Vaughan, tell us about finding Foo Boy. Now, now this is this is gold, right? So, um, uh, the story from what I can gather starts with a starts with a politician uh, who, in his in his um, in his eyes, was uh, was defamed, and uh, he made it his mission uh, to track this guy down. And uh, and, he, and he did started suing him and um, took out a, um, a defamation case. And as part of that case, Comcast, I think it was, Paul had to. Um, so had there was a news story online, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then somebody was, you know, basically put in putting comments and yeah, yeah anonymous comments, non- in, anonymous in below. comments, bit of, bit of trolling going on, anonymous comments um, saying he wasn't fit to to govern. And, of course, he was just taking time out because he hadn't been elected or whatever last round and wanted to get back into politics and thought, well, I've got to clean that up. And uh, so he takes out this lawsuit against the, um, you know, the pseudonym yeah. um, and uh, and then has to go to Comcast to get to find out who the guy is. Jumps through a lot of hoops, right? Going a lot of hoops. Going through the internet provider. A lot of hoops. But he's obviously, you know, he's obviously, uh, you know, really passionate about, um, you know. About, Un- unmasking about, the troll. And, and, his, and his political career. Political career is obviously worth it. Uh, you know his good name, uh, Republican senator or whatever it is that he's doing, and uh, yeah, he's he's gone down this path, which um, I think is a uh, lesson to all of us um, to maybe not hide behind this, you know, the the um, the secrecy mm. and the dark shadows of the internet. The anonymous culture of um, comments is is really quite um, disturbing. I find I argued for years at Computer World as the editor that we should have comments turned on uh, for our news stories. Uh, these days, I would I would just turn them off. 
they they're they're uh, an ac- they're an accident waiting to happen. Oh, nothing, I, I, know, well, yeah. I, I love them. I like reading them. I like um, writing them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I also. Um, I also do them in my name. You yeah, know, well, so, that's I, so I don't, I yeah. don't make anonymous comments because yeah. I, I, I but that's want to be on the It's going to get, yeah, it's yeah. going to get you in trouble, right? Yeah, if you yeah. If you do silly stuff, and I guess that's the point here. And in this case, uh, what's the guy's name? It was uh, Bill Hadley, December the twenty eighth, twenty eleven, when he read read these um, comments, and he spent the last four years and thirty five thousand US dollars to find out find who troll. who yeah. was trolling him. Yeah. And I think people should should just be aware that uh, you know what what you do and yeah. your uh, pri- what you think is private online may well, may not, well be. not be. And so uh, someone might might come and get yeah. you if you uh, you know publish junk. Oh, exactly oh, look, right. and his, his case hasn't been um, hasn't been heard yet, has it? So um, so he he's still got working op- through the process. Well, he's yeah. got an opportunity to recoup those costs. Mm. You know, mm. so it's not going to cost him thirty five k. He'll uh, well, he'll probably get, he'll probably get awarded costs. Yeah. yeah, if this is some guy in his pajamas in the basement, in mom's basement, typing away. Well, they've worked out yeah. who it is, right? And so yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's, an, it's another, it's another, it's another lawyer, isn't it? Yeah, there's yeah. some professional so, so, um, uh, issue going on. Who had who himself had to resign after uh, after he was um, un, unmasked. So um, yes, fast, fascinating, fascinating. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, it is. It, I, I think listen. you're quite right, it, Vaughan. If um, if you're putting your name to it, then you're more likely to act reasonably and responsibly. Yeah. Uh, and the the forums that I do like are the ones where people do have their own names, hmm. or at least uh, at least even if it's a pseudonym, their names are given to the um, to the administrator of the site so that. Uh, they can be verified, and then if they are unpleasant, you can you can ban them, or you can um, you can tell them we just don't accept that. You know, we're not mm. having that kind of thing here. Yeah. What's well, so what's what's, what's like people not thinking about their email? Mm. You know, so some people get a little bit relaxed about their emails and, and sort of bag other people in emails and hey, Copy what do you, them in? What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all gets passed on. It all goes around. So mm. yeah, yeah, that's right. It's uh, it is um, it is a sign of our times, I'm afraid. So yes. Uh, now another story, sort of of interest to the uh, IT professionals out there. Uh, Microsoft have unveiled uh, the, I think it's a fourth technical preview of Windows Server 2016 and System Center 2016, with the new version of Windows Server being, you know, sharing the code with Windows 10. So they're obviously working to sort of get that quite mature. But there's there's quite a bunch of uh, new features that are. Uh, that are landing in there from a security perspective, virtualization, uh, containers, you'll be able to virtualize, you'll be able to create a virtual server within mm. a virtual server, which is kind of yep. cool. So you've got this sort of multi-layer approach. So, so it's the matrix. Yes, it is. Yeah, exactly, Paul. <laughs> uh, but, if, you know, by the sounds of it, we're not too far off actually that that getting released. But this, uh, this last preview means, uh, you know, those businesses that are going to be wanting to jump on board with this new technology can get a chance to try it out before it is actually launched. So worth uh, looking at for those in that uh, side of the technology world. Um, now, one other curious story is that uh, Facebook are now saying they will help you forget your X. Is this is this is this helpful, Vaughan? Have you well, got have well, you got a whole lot of you know um, you know people that uh, you don't want their information showing up in your feed or anything like he that? You can't remember. No, 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 no. They probably uh, all predate Facebook. I would have thought. Um, yeah, but we're look, old I, enough. For that. I think um, I think it's a um, I think it's a very useful feature, isn't it? And um, and I was just reading up on this, Paul. They they do it very nicely, you know. So they just. Um, 
subtly remove your ex from when you you change your status back to single and they'll start to remove that person as an option in your posts and not necessarily sort of tag them and and kind of let you start to lead ease out of it start to lead separate lives without that whole i've got to unfriend you and block you yeah so it's got a nice friendly way it asks you if you want to sort of limit what they see and what you see and so on and uh, i think they're trialing it at the moment in the u.s but it it seems like a feature that makes some makes some sense if you're if you're in that position And uh, yeah, we'll just the um, the the the, uh, the bitter stalkers will be a bit dark about it because uh, they'd still want to be able to follow, wouldn't they? So they they won't like that. There's no escape. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, I don't think we really should be encouraging the bitter stalkers. No, I'm not encouraging so, them. I'm just saying. So I think it, I think it, I think it is good. Yes. They are a no, I agree of life. With you. Yeah. <laughs> so long as they keep a hundred meters away at all times. <laughs> um. Now, encryption. There's been a lot going on in the media lately around encryption from various perspectives. We've heard about its involvement or lack of involvement in the Paris attacks yep. uh, with the terrorists, you know, basically just using text messages and, you know, not not yeah, wrapping not a whole lot of security high tech. around their communications. Uh, then on the flip side, we've heard about ICE, the ISIS uh, um, manual or you know guidance to uh, um, to their uh, followers around what they should be doing from a cyber security and encryption perspective. So they are uh, you know trying to take advantage of of technology, but it, you know in yeah. this case it sounds uh, that they were. Pretty poor, pretty low tech. Um, and then we've we've kind of got this this fight going on with the Microsofts and Apples and, and and Google and so on against U.S. government, who you know the governments are wanting encryption to be weakened yep. so that they can they can keep a watch and sort of spy on hmm. what's going on. And then we've got the tech firms saying, oh, you know, hold on a minute, if we do this, uh, it might not quite have the right uh, the right impact. Exactly. Yeah, Paul. What's your what's your take on this? Well, I think the politicians are in a, an awkward spot. A lot of them simply don't understand what it is they're being asked to do. Uh, and we've got politicians in the US and the UK in particular who come out with asinine statements like, "Well, we've got to. I don't know what it is, but we've got to ban it. We've got to get rid of it immediately because the terrorists are using it." Uh, and they simply don't understand that uh, modern encryption technology is built into everything that is useful and good about the internet. For for you know from secure emails that are actually coming to you from the person they say they are through to downloading games to play through to netflix or online banking or shopping anything we use these days that has uh, a payment element included uses encryption software yeah we would be pretty shot if we you know were trying to do banking transactions <laughs> exactly. and so on unencrypted yeah. although there was one case i think it was the was it the northern toll road when they uh, oh that's right opened yeah, that yeah, in auckland they yeah they, 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 uh, they were they were yeah. taking uh, credit card details details and all sorts of bits and pieces without encryption. And I still to this day get um, the occasional person who says, oh, yes, yes, just email me your credit card details and we'll process it that way. And I have to point out that, no, I'm not going to do that. But um, they they simply don't understand what it is they're talking about uh, when it comes to the value of encryption and just how much you need to to have access to it. At the same time, you've got the ones who are a bit smarter saying, well, okay, we will allow encrypted stuff. So if Microsoft's selling Office, for example, and there's a secure connection in there that's fine but we will insist on a back door being put into it 
so that whole brigade is is uh, coming to light. And the problem there, of course, is that uh, at a country level, uh, the the thing that the um, the the national based spies who are spying on behalf of governments are looking for are these very back doors. Uh, in order to gain access to some, you know, fairly important government level documents from from other countries, and as soon as you start putting in back doors, then you've got a security flaw in an otherwise secure environment. So they're kind of trying to have their cake and eat it too, and that's um, it's just you know it's it's just a nightmare. The people who are caught in the middle, of course, are the users. Uh, and if you're a UK-based user, it's okay. The government will not only introduce what they call the snooper charter, uh, but they want you to pay for it. So the it's not even coming out of government coffers or from your taxes. They're saying to the ISPs and the telcos, you'll have to buy all this equipment and put it in. By the way, it's okay because you'll be able to pass the costs on to your customers. And the irony of the whole thing is, is the tragedy that occurred in Paris. They caught them. Yep. Through existing interception measures. Exactly. There is no need for any. So there's no, ju- no, no, no justification. justification. No, yeah. no. No, and that is the bit that uh, you, I've seen this a lot over the last few years. Many years ago, I interviewed somebody from uh, the New Zealand police about an organisation called ILETS, the International Law Enforcement uh, Telecommunications Seminar, I think it was called, which was a meeting place of um, uh, IT bods from various police departments around the Five Eyes world, you know, the, uh, the, the old boys club. And their role was to talk about these kinds of things and try and encourage governments to introduce... Uh, more laws about encryption, about computers, about surveillance, uh, and their big lever was we we need to wait for a big disaster and then we'll we'll be able to convince people that they need this. Uh, and they did. They waited until September 11, and since that day we have had an ongoing stream of them. We've got the GCSB Act in New Zealand now. We've got uh, the Telecommunications Interception Act. We've got uh, the Crimes Act was amended so that if you've got um, encrypted. Um, uh, files on your computer you have to hand over the encryption keys to the police when they ask uh, even though uh, you have a right to remain silent it does not extend to computer owners so there are a serious eroding of our um, uh, civil rights in the name of protecting us from uh, terrorism uh, and pedophiles although they've gone quiet on that front these days and it just simply isn't the case it, it is a real issue, isn't it? I was, I was at something earlier today that they were talking about, um, you know, how to, what starts to take on sort of cybercrime and, and law enforcement agencies and their rights. Mm. And somebody was talking about the example of customs officers. Yeah, um, so exactly. if they see something suspicious, they have the right to look a little bit further. And uh, so in the, in the olden days, um, they'd have a look at somebody's diary to see whether or not the notes in their diary corroborated their, their story, story or not. Yeah, exactly. Um, nowadays, those same notes are going to be in their phone. So, you know, the question yep. is, can that customs officer access the phone or the information that's in the phone or the um, hard drive on your laptop yeah or, or and that's the challenge and where, where do you where do you draw those lines yeah, and yeah. and what do you do or do you have to let people through that maybe are guilty because that's it, right it would it would be too much to open you yeah. know open things up and I, I think this is going to be an ongoing debate because it's yeah. not it's not quite as simple as we would like it to be and uh, you know i guess you know we see more terrorist activities that's right then like what happened with with 9-11 it sort of starts you know opening yeah. things up um in one direction then things quieten down again we maybe you know 
balance it out a little bit or yeah. depending on which perspective you come from it, you know it's going to it's probably never going to be perfect balance no, it's going to no, sort it's of swing backwards a, and forwards isn't it it's yeah. always swinging uh, the trick is uh, as Vaughan says how far does it extend is it if if we're catching terrorists i think most people say yep yeah, that's fine uh, you know if we can stop one one atrocity that's worth it uh, but when they then apply it to i don't know um, copyright uh, oh well, I've only watched a couple of movies. What, what are you doing, kicking in my door and stealing all my hard drives and stuff? That's that's not acceptable. What about um, capturing um, uh, people who are kidnapping children? Well, that you know, okay, oh, it swings back the other way. Yes, yes, that's great. You know, by all means, spy on everyone. Uh, well, what about people who are um, speeders? You know, we can track everybody's movements now because you're all carrying a tracking device in the form of your cell phone. Uh, you know, so it, this sort of oscillation back and forth tends, tends to happen an awful lot. Um, the trick is to balance it out so that uh, you're not taking away so many liberties. You may as well have just been um, handing over power to the authoritarians in the first place, uh, whilst also keeping us safe. And it's a balancing act that's got to continue, I think. Mm. And, I, and, I, and I think you're right, Paul, that um, they don't seize upon this atrocity mm. as justification for sort of a little bit of scaremongering, or indeed it becomes a populist policy, yeah. and that that's what we need. That's that's right. Because yeah. the only way to capture them, I mean, you know, as far as I can tell, with this por- uh, this this recent atrocity in Paris, uh, none of the people involved are from Syria, and yet, if you read the newspaper stories, you would not ever get that impression. Oh yeah, it, it, was, it was linked to the refugee crisis very very, very quickly. quickly. Yeah, that's right. So the political football is uh, is being bandied around, and I'm not sure that helps anybody in the long term. I think we just need to get rid of all technology. It would solve all of these problems. Listen, don't even worry about the wheel. Let's go back all the way. <laughs> yep. 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 I think you're right. We wouldn't have anything to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> no, That's true. We'd have, to, we'd have to reinvent it. We would. So, um, Vaughan, I want to hear a little bit about what's happening in the world of uh, My Republic, uh, especially as it's your, your first time on the show. Sure. I, I want an explanation of what's going on with, uh, you know, what, why did you guys kill off this global mode thing that we used to have, of, you know, recent... Uh, you know, is that coming back? What's happening? Oh, oh. Uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, gigabit um, UFB business plan that we uh, we mentioned last week, and there's, there's you know been a few comments out there in the, in the marketplace around that. So yeah, sure. Hey, uh, well the first first thing on Global Mode, Paul, is uh, Global Mode's a solution that was built by a company called uh, Bypass Media, or and uh, and they sold their solution to Orcon. Uh, at My Republic, we had um, we have in uh, Singapore and have in other markets um, that same capability in our network called Fiber TV. That's right. I forgot you had a different a different product uh, name. Yeah. 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 The other yeah. the other thing it's it, it's it's ours. You know. Mm. So it's mm. it's 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 how we do what what we do. The network boys sort of came up with it. Um, so we were fairly publicly uh, threatened with a lawsuit by. Let me get the parties right. Spark, Sky, Vodafone. TVNZ, TVNZ were in there, yeah, yep. bastards, um, and uh, and said, look, uh, unless you take it down, we're taking you to court. And uh, so, in our normal sort of style, we uh, we, we stood up to them and uh, bought our customers probably another sort of three months or so, and uh, and then eventually sort of um, relented and took it down because actually, when we weighed it up. Uh, the cost involved in, in fighting a lawsuit on it um, wasn't wasn't worth it, and we thought we'd rather spend our money into in other places to benefit benefit the customer, um, particularly when there's a number of other solutions out there. Um, and you'll see that uh, as of like a couple of months ago, we started um, we started offering uh, Viper VPN, 
at a special sort of My Republic price. Uh, it's available not just to My Republic subscribers. And, um, and we chose that one because that's the, um, that's the fastest and best performing VPN on the market. Um, my technical people tell me, and uh, and so that's that's what we we offer in market. As um, some people are using that in, that as an alternative, um, but of course there's many other services out there too. And uh, I'm not sure whether I get in trouble for mentioning them all, but uh, um, but there so we've, are. We've got. An, I think we've trouble. still got an article up on the nztechpodcast.com site on. I oh, do. You listen. You know, how to how to access some you know some of these things. I mean, we haven't got a whole list. I think sure. there's, a, there's a couple that we've mentioned. They may mention. Yeah. Organize, you know, You're welcome to mean. You they know, may mention uh, you know solutions such as Getflix, uh, Unblock Us, uh, Unotally, yeah. and uh, and so forth. Um, if people uh, are really worried about the Big Brother piece as well, uh, you can actually have a look at what service provider actually um, tracks the DNS settings of those types of services. Um, because in theory, uh, somebody could um, lay a complaint and go and access that DNS information, and the service provider would probably be required to offer that up. Uh, so therein lies the benefit in solutions such as VPNs. So, so on the whole, when you kind of look at the whole thing, you think, well, um, the best thing about that um, about that publicity uh, was the fact that uh, it coincided with Netflix's launch in New Zealand, and, um, and which, the, which and I guess was the big reason because Netflix and other services weren't here in New Zealand. Is you know why that's why we had it. Why we were using the global modes and VPNs and so on. Anyway, of course, yep. there's still. Yeah. A difference between the Netflix you get in New Zealand and, and other countries, yeah. and hence why people are still yes. interested. But um, but what I love about the lawsuit is uh, our parents now know about this thing called streaming, mm. and uh, and so uh, I'm not sure that was fully thought through. It certainly um, has raised the profile of the whole thing, hasn't it? Huge it's, amount of publicity. Uh, Every, everybody in New Zealand knows about Netflix now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's, it's absolutely a good thing, and um, in the, in the business space, um, we uh, we celebrated our birthday last week. So uh, we've been in market in New Zealand for a year, and uh, we thought we'd celebrate it with uh, trying to um, kickstart kick um, SME uptake of um, of UFB. Uh, it's been um, reasonably, apart from Auckland, um, where there's been reasonable SME business uptake. Um, business uptake on the whole. Uh, across the country has been pretty poor, and um, so we kind of had a look at that and thought, well, what's what's driving that? And um, we thought, well, price may be one of the one of the factors. And um, so we came in with what we think is a pretty sharp price for gig symmetrical connection on UFB um, of four ninety nine a month, and uh, yeah, it certainly uh, created a little bit of a little bit of a stir in the market. And uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're we're enjoying it. It's good fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's always fun having a bit of uh, controversy around some some That's of these things. Right. But uh, you know, getting uh, yeah, gigabit uh, UFB connection, you know, unlimited connection for a business before uh, before last week, it was going to cost you a whole lot more than five hundred dollars a month. So yeah, uh, that's uh, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think the more small businesses, biz, big, big big businesses have always had access to fiber. Yeah. You know, for a large part of the market, there it's already well served. Uh, they saw no benefit in the UFB, and rightly so. I mean, they, they've had access for years. Uh, but for small businesses, and New Zealand's built on the back of small businesses, this is a godsend. I don't know why every business isn't banging on the door of their ISP saying, I need more, I need it now, I want faster, I want better, I want to back all my stuff up overnight, I want to service my clients' needs 24 by 7, I want to expand my market. 
Uh, and yet, unfortunately, um, nobody's been out there selling the benefits of UFB to small businesses. The benefits of mobile, yes, that makes perfect sense, but UFB, not so much. So it's been a real lack, I think, over the last couple of years. And uh, in the UFB network, you've got to remember too, you're right, Paul, it, this is who it was built for. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they've prioritised the build. Yeah. Um, 90% of businesses can access UFB by the end of this year. My house will be the last house in Auckland, I think, uh, to be connected to UFB, the way it's looking on the map. And um, uh, But that's okay because it's residential, and that's as it should be. They're prioritising schools, hospitals, and businesses. And uptake in schools and hospitals are, is really quite high. Uh, businesses, there's been no effort to try and educate the market as to why they need it. Yep. And I think that's been a real shame. Uh, mm. School uptake has gone through the roof. Yeah, uh, yeah. Little Birdie told me there's an announcement coming out later this week or next week on uh, exactly where they're sitting with that, and it's it's impressive. Well, there's no reason why school shouldn't be on board oh, with exactly. it, right? There's, there's yeah, zero yeah. reason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So between so the, the Ministry of Education had the school network upgrade program, SNUP. They've gone out and upgraded almost all of the school's networks internally. Uh, you've got Network for Learning that's coming up with a raft of tremendous tools for the teachers. Pond is incredibly exciting. It's It's world-class stuff. Uh, and teachers are really getting into this digital teaching environment in a huge way, and rightly so. It is, it's not just about um, uh, showing the kids a website instead of a book. They're actually fully ingra- embracing this whole digital teaching model, and uh, more power to them. Oh, exactly. The, and, and the education, education researchers are saying that um, when, you, when you teach a child in a digital manner, they'll stick with it for sort of two, three times longer yeah. than they will in traditional modes. So. It's got to be a good thing. Yeah, there's huge upsides to it. The Point England Primary School um, uh, experiment, the the Benayakalani Trust, has been a tremendous success targeting those kids who are the most vulnerable, the the priority learners. uh, And they get tremendous results with um, digital technology. Uh, I, one quick example, um, in the, normally what happens is kids go home for the holidays, come back and they've slipped back a little bit in terms of their level of education. So first couple of weeks of any, any year, uh, certainly the first term, is built on uh, rebuilding that knowledge. Uh, kids at uh, Point England Primary and the others in the, in the trust group, uh, the kids have been studying all summer long. So they come back with a whole set of questions for teacher because uh, they've, been, they've been enjoying learning so much they haven't stopped. Yeah. And uh, they've been on their devices all summer long. They come back to school and they want to hit the ground running and the teachers have to run to keep up and they're loving it. They're That's really very cool, are. isn't so, it? So it is. It's and, and very so, cool. So now all we need to do is get our small to medium businesses that excited exactly. about it. Yeah, 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 and drive it along. Could you imagine if, uh, if we had 100 companies... Uh, that we're doing what Zero is doing around oh, the world from exactly. New Zealand. You know, we wouldn't be worried too much about the dairy price of milk anymore. We'd be off and running. Exactly. I was looking at a, um, a global um, startup ecosystem report mm. that uh, that Compass produce, and uh, there's a little issue with the report. Um, we're not on it. That'd be right. And uh, and and yes, we need more Orions and more more zeros. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. Uh, and funding is part of it. You know, so the people that uh, that, that bankroll these businesses. Um, aren't all onshore yep and uh they that's that's where they go they have a look at that report so yeah 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 so if we're not even showing up on the radar uh yeah the money goes elsewhere there's a lot of money out there for these kinds of things and and new zealand companies should be getting part of it and and growing as a result we've had a had a few good results so um, we we just need need more of it but you know you're you're right about ufb um actually i should i should mention a a little company i'm involved with called gorilla technology never heard of them um, 100% of our customers that have access to UFB yep. 
oh, actually, bar, bar one at the moment, who we're uh, just tr- getting across the line. Um, 100% bar one, yep. um, whatever that comes out to, <laughs> uh, have, have UFB. And that, you know, that's always been, you know, just it's just a tool that, you know, you should use the right tools for, exactly. your, for your business. Yeah. And there isn't really, uh, you know, any excuse for the technology providers in New Zealand that are working with businesses mm. that don't, you know, have UFB uh, to sit back and not get them onto the ultra-fast broadband network because um, there's you know so Why, much, you? So, so much enablement that comes from it yeah that's as right. you're talking about Paul whether it's you know off-site backups whether it's just moving you know big amounts of data yep. around uh, using the cloud and so on um, VoIP you know people should have the technology so that they can uh, they can benefit so, yeah right up and yeah. down the supply yeah. chain so your suppliers your your business partners your your customers they all want it so why aren't you on there and uh, good man, good man, Paul. You're uh, preaching. We're preaching to the converted. We are. Uh, <laughs> well, I, th- I think I think we're not preaching to me actually. So, uh, <laughs> um, but I think most of our listeners are you know a similar boat. You know, they're very very keen yeah. on leveraging the best of tech, best, best and, of technology. And yeah, I think it you know it's good to uh, you know to have more. Uh, new initiatives and competition within this space. So you know that's what I liked about the your uh, launch of the the business Gigabit UFB. Uh, you know all it's going to do is encourage more uptake at those higher speeds. And what the higher speeds enable is for people to do things that they haven't done before. Yeah. Maybe they're on a slower UFB. Maybe they're not on UFB. <clears throat> but once you've got that sort of speed, that's yeah. the same speed as your your data is normally flowing around your internal network. So then you can start having discussions about well does this you know do these servers need to be here you know could they be somewhere else oh in the past we you know we we have to have all this local because we've got graphics and this and that moving around the network once you once you start uh delivering uh ufb at the the, delivering the internet at the same speed as your speeds as your local network that that really opens up some great opportunities and maybe some of the cloud services and other bits and pieces aren't quite there and can't you know aren't quite competitive in in all regards but those things are just going to keep them yeah. improving so well, well it, so puts, it puts move. it puts you in a position to um to adopt them doesn't it um and gives you that choice if nothing yeah else. and yeah. um yeah absolutely no look um thank you we're we're really excited and uh it's certainly driven um a lot of inquiries and um we really see the business community kind of um, latching onto this, which uh, I'm sure, I'm thing. sure that's what you're hoping for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that's good. Um, yeah, a couple of couple of other bits. Uh, local story: uh, security company Aura sold uh, for ten million dollars to uh, to Cordia uh, last week. Yeah, and Cordia is uh, the state-owned telco, which is an interesting uh, kettle of fish. But um, uh, in recent years, Cordia started life as. Uh, the company or, or the the, uh, the arm of TVNZ that was responsible for all the broadcast towers uh, up and down the country. That sort of is a dying business, really. There's still some money in it. Broadcast but, uh, Communications, they yeah, used to be called, didn't BCL, they? BCL, Broadcast yeah. Communications Limited. And they rebranded as a telco and didn't really quite fire. They bought Walk-On, um, uh, of course, and... Uh, that um, they eventually sold off again because they didn't really know what they were doing there either, I don't think, in terms of how does it fit with the portfolio. They've settled on this idea of a business ISP with um, now a security suite, which, um, uh, you know, more power to them. Get stuck in, see what's going on. Yeah, look, I think it's it's interesting, and um, they certainly are... 
forging a forging ahead as as this new sort of business mm. ISP it's, recreating it's, yeah. themselves. Yeah, um, and the Aura acquisition is an interesting one. Um, they've acquired Aura, uh, but not Red Shield. So Red Shield, where the where the security software sits, um, sits off to the side, and um, and essentially it looks like they've in, in, um, taken them on as a sort of almost like a security consulting arm. But probably also some sort of sweetheart sort of resale deal with uh, with Red Shield. Yeah, oh, look, it looks. Uh, it's you know, I think it's it's positive for uh, for the founders of the business, and uh, yeah, it's, mm. it's it's curious to see what quarter you're up to. Uh, I, you know, I think it's something we'll we'll keep watching and yeah, see what yeah, see yeah. what's next for see them. See what's next. See yeah, what, see yeah. what they're up to. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we, the taxpayers, got a little bit of a rebate back from them, didn't we? There was a, a five $5 million that they That's handed back to the right. government yes, uh, yeah, this recently. Year. Very so, nice. Uh, you know. Thanks very much, Cordy. So there's, there's something positive in there. Uh, now, something quite curious. We've talked about these uh, internet sort of connected buttons in the past, and we've had the ones from Amazon uh, kicking around here. There was the uh, Flick button that got launched a, a few months ago. And now we hear in the UK that uh, Domino's, Domino's are making ordering pizza mm. dangerously easy, according to we uh, don't need in, no in help. Gadget. Uh, <laughs> you can just get get one of these flick buttons, attach it somewhere, put it next to your fridge, and you open your fridge and like, oh, it's too much work to put a meal together. Hit the button, push the button, and uh, your your standard order will be on its way, <laughs> probably how, by drone. How crazy is this? I it's, love it. I we're love we're it. getting it's getting. Just too easy to be lazy, isn't it? Well, I read this on the internet the other day about um, the whole internet of things and the Uberization of everything. It's basically a bunch of white frat boys in the US trying to make the entire world do their bidding for them so they don't ever have to lift a finger. <laughs> so they never have to learn how to drive. We just call an Uber. You never have to um, book a hotel room. We just Airbnb. Uh, I never have to order a pizza. I just push this big red button and a pizza magically appears. And um, part of me says that's appalling, you know, just figure it out for yourself. The other part of me is going, I really want one of these buttons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have it by the side of my bed. I'd never get up again. <laughs> Maybe no. by the bath. You no, know. look, I, I think it's fantastic. I, um, I'm, I'm not sure whether it's, um, whether it's, for, whether it's, there's a direct correlation, but uh, there's, there's sort of certain members of my team who are sort of mad, crazy gamers who uh, Domino's seems to be their pizza provider of choice. For breakfast, and, lunch and dinner. <laughs> and, um, and I'm pretty sure they'll be heavy users of the button. That's right. Um, but I'm not sure they're necessarily leaving their couch anyway while they're on no, a no. My Republic gamer plan and they're gaming away <laughs> all hours of the weekend. The problem um, just means they don't have to reach for the phone and go through the process of ordering it. Well, they're going to um, have a button on the app as well. So if you don't have the button, you can fire up the app and just you, yeah, you yeah, have a button, away. a button right in, in the app. So in the app. I, this I is happening in the that, UK. I yeah. don't know whether we'll get it in New Zealand, but that uh, they've had the GPS sort of tracking thing in there for, That's for right, a little while. Quite yes. um, we, did, we did actually try. I finally got around to trying it out last week. And the web app came up, sort of said it was trying to track, and there was we never we never, never quite connected. It, yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> You're on a poor um, connection. And then I got the phone call, and the pizza guy was down downstairs. Ah, so um, by the time so you got it all up and running, he was already here. No, no, no. He yeah. probably just didn't want to be tracked. He didn't want us watching. No, him. no, no. Driving uh, like something, a maniac, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no connectivity issues on your side, Paul. It was, it was no, 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 we we have something called the ultra fast broadband uh, <laughs> that we're, we're connected to. Oh, here. A user and, error, uh, then. But, you know, yeah, but, yeah. but the ultimate, I think, will be 
um, will be for the console gamers is putting the button on the actual yeah. console. Uh, yeah, it's, that, it's, that, um, that's got to be the goal, doesn't up, it? Up, down, up, down. Or on your on your controller. So you know, yeah, you bump yeah, on the, the back of the controller, the controller. and uh, you, you could maybe pre pre program. You know, sort of you know uh, tap tap a yeah. uh, you know up three times or something like that, and uh, that, and, that, and that'll, that'll, that'll trigger it. Right, that'll get your chicken. Uh, And then something else for the meat lovers, yeah. 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 No, I'm I'm interested in the whole mechanism, and I think the um, this internet of things with these buttons is is one end. The delivery mechanism at the other end is is going to be the issue. And uh, I'm I'm just waiting for the drones to come on in. Thanks very much. I'd like my pizza delivered by drone. That would do for me quite well. Yeah, but we've got we've got laws that make it a little bit difficult for flying drones around and so on. I want to see a drone flying at high speed with my pizza. Um, down the streets, much like a smart missile, but with pepperoni and um, coming into the front door. And, and, and so, Perfect. so that'll be great the first time. And you, yeah. that, how long will it take for the novelty of that to wear off? Years. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you can target shoot them as they come in, clay pigeon style. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. I'm sure there'll be a yeah. bit of that going on. But I think that thought of when you press that button, the main issue at the moment is, you know, if you're ordering as we were here, if, you know, a few of us were working late and... Uh, that thought of oh, I've got to wait an hour now after yep. placing that order yep. on yep. online. So if uh, if the drone can can speed it up, you know, yep. just just speed They've that up a little bit. Faster ovens then, will get faster flights, and yeah. We're here. Well, maybe you could you know a flying uh, oven, flying microwave, something like that. So, I can see uh, no problems with that. You know, that'll be fine, <laughs> wouldn't it, Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and they then it's it cooked. They go. It comes out of the oven and drops it uh, drops on, the box on, the your, on your front door. Yeah, 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 yeah down yeah, the yeah, chimney. Yeah. There could be a whole mobile Domino's space station, a pod like Thunderbirds. That the drones fly in and out of. Yeah, We're inventing new businesses right oh, here. I don't think we should be sharing radio. this with no, all of New Zealand. I sorry. mean, there's some serious IP <laughs> that's been disclosed here. Trademark. Copyright. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> Space-based pizza. Yeah. Pizza as a service. Mm. Pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need some of that. Mm. Mm. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> we better wrap it up so I can eat. All right. Mm. All right. Well, hey, uh, thank you both for uh, for joining the New Zealand Tech Podcast this week. Now, uh, Paul, where do we track you down online? Uh, usually on Twitter, Paul, at Paul Brislin. Um, just ask around. You'll find me. I'll be there somewhere. <laughs> And uh, I'm usually uh, usually on on Twitter and uh, and um, and online. So I'm Vaughn underscore New Zealand and uh, Vaughn underscore New Zealand. That's mm. that's pretty strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I managed to secure that. Yeah, but I did. Yeah. Mm. Oh, very good. Um, and you can you can track down uh, us at nztechpodcast.com. Uh, you can find more podcasts at podcasts.co.nz. Uh, now, also, a couple of events to mention that we've got coming up. A little bit of uh, chance to sort of engage with the community of uh, listeners and other tech heads. So, uh, in Auckland, this Friday, the 27th of November, we have uh, an event combined with the guys from uh, Geek Zone. So, uh, would absolutely love to, uh, to, to meet up with any of you that would like to uh, come along. Uh, that's happening... Uh, in the city at uh, Nate Dunn's uh, Cafe, for those that know Nate, a regular on the New Zealand Tech Podcast, um, at Tuihana. And then we have an event uh, following Friday, 4th of December in Wellington. So uh, we'll have links to those details up on nztechpodcast.com if you're interested in coming along. 
And the nice thing is there is an absolute stack of uh, prizes from some or giveaways from uh, very generous uh, sponsors. The uh, I think we've got uh, stuff from Microsoft. Uh, there's a, a Surface Pro three in there, a Surface three in there. We've got some uh, Sony Z five uh, smartphones from Spark, uh, Huawei. We've got a Talk Band. There's a Fitbit charge in there, uh, Halo uh, 5 for Xbox. We might have a chat to My Republic to see if they've got anything they want to throw into the, uh, into the hat. Um, so, yeah, a few, a few goodies. And that was just the list for the Wellington event. Um, and I think there's probably some goodies for, uh, for the Auckland event as well. Um, in Wellington, uh, we're working in conjunction with Geek Zone, Access Granted, and uh, Hack Miramar. So uh, it should be quite a, big, a bit of a, a, a tech gathering there. So, yeah, that's us. Hey, thanks, everyone, for listening in. All right, see ya. The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT.